Chapter Two of Bobby in Search of a Birthday by Lebeus Mitchell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two The Boy with Eight Birthdays. One afternoon, the puppy was not to be found anywhere. Bobby returned to the front yard at Mr. Ellers's after a vain search for his playmate and found that that day was a very special occasion. The grown-ups and the children, too, were celebrating something which seemed to be called a birthdays. It belonged to Richard, the small son of the man who lets you play with the puppy. It was the boy's eighth birthdays, and he was very proud of that fact. There was ice cream, enough so that Bobby's dish was heaped full a second time without asking, and before he had quite finished the first helping. And cake, and two big red and white apples for each child. Bobby was still munching contentedly away at his first apple, the other clutched tightly in his left hand, when Richard's mother led the children into the house to see the presents. There was quite an array of them. Enough, Bobby decided, for all eight birthdays, and he vaguely wondered if all eight of them had come on that one day. There was a baseball and a bat, a dozen marbles, glassies, Richard called them, presents it seemed from his father's, a nice new starchy white blouse with blue trousers, a gift from his mother's. Then there was a pair of high boots, with a copper plate on the point of each toe, sent him by his Uncle John in the city. Last of all, there was something out at the barn which was to be sold when they grew up, and helped to buy something for Richard some day which his father never had, and education. They proved to be six little pigs, with curly tails and squealy voices. Bobby wondered if Richard wouldn't grow up before they did. He was so much bigger. And then what would become of his education? He fell to wondering about this thing called a birthdays. As near as he could make out, it was a very special day on which everybody, at least your fathers and mothers, if you had such possessions, unaccountably gave you playthings that you had always wanted, such as glassies and baseballs, and, yes, little curly-tailed pigs that were to help buy you an education. He decided he wanted a birthdays, but didn't know the least thing about how to go about to get one. He determined to ask, and went immediately to Richard, who, having eight birthdays of his own, must be an authority on the matter. "'Where did you get your birthdays?' he asked in what he thought was a very loud voice. But apparently it wasn't, for Richard said, "'Huh?' and for a moment stopped trying to straighten the curls out of the tails of the little pigs. Bobby repeated his question and added wistfully, "'Never had none.' "'You have two, said Richard. "'Ain't not,' said Bobby resolutely. "'You have two, repeated Richard.' Bobby fell silent under that assertion, and tried to remember when anybody had ever given him presents. He could recall no such occasion. Then an explanation came to him. Perhaps, he suggested timidly, you only have birthdays when you have fathers and mothers and things like that. 
everybody has birthdays said richard from the lofty peak of his superior years bobby again remained silent and richard to add the final crushing blow gave further information everybody has fathers and mothers sometime perhaps i'm not big enough yet to have fathers and mothers and birthdays how big will i have to be richard snorted in derision they have you he said and turned his attention to straightening out the curls from his pig's tails bobby did not understand but felt that somehow he was in the wrong and he went off a ways by himself and took the first comforting bite out of his other apple carefully choosing the side with the most red on it after a time Richard convinced himself that the kink was part of a pig's tail and stopped trying to uncurl it. Then his eye fell on Bobby, and he scowled fiercely. "'Everybody has birthdays,' he said. "'What you done with yours?' "'Not done nothing with it,' replied Bobby. Then after a time, "'Never had none.' "'Papa,' called Richard to the man who lets you play with the puppies, Bobby says he hasn't got a birthday. Everybody has birthdays, haven't they, Papa? Mr. Eller was talking with his wife and paid no attention. Everybody has birthdays, haven't they, Papa? This time Richard yelled so loud his father couldn't help hearing. Yes, of course, he replied carelessly. There, I told you so, said Richard. Ain't not, insisted Bobby stubbornly and hunted out another red spot on his apple. Richard seemed to take Bobby's words as a personal affront. Papa, he has too, hasn't he, Papa? Has what? asked Mr. Eller impatiently. Bobby has too a birthday, hasn't he? Everybody has a birthday, replied his father. I told you so, I told you so, chanted Richard, skipping about. Bobby North has lost his birthday. Bobby North has lost his birthday and don't know where to find it. Ain't not, repeated Bobby, and his lower lip began to twist up. Wouldn't lose a portent thing like a birthdays. Mr. Eller and his wife approached the children. That capable woman put her hand on Bobby's head. "'Haven't they ever celebrated your birthday at the home?' she asked. "'Perhaps they don't know when it is,' Mr. Eller suggested in a low voice to his wife. "'Couldn't lose it, could I?' appealed Bobby to the man who lets you play with the puppy. "'Some children lose their birthday before they are big enough to know what it is,' comforted Mr. Eller. "'Bobby North has lost his birthday and don't know where to find it,' chanted Richard in derision. "'Ain't not!' repeated bobby dismally that will do richard said mr eller severely go and play pump pump pull away with the other children yes sir said richard and went obediently off turning back only once to make a face at the boy who had lost his birthday never mind bobby said mr eller you'll find it some day when i get growed up perhaps sooner I'll see the superintendent. We may be able to find it for you. Could I find it if I hunted and hunted all day long like the spoon? 
queried Bobby eagerly. The man who lets you play with the puppy laughed. Don't worry about your birthday, Bobby. You'll stumble across it someday when you are walking along and not thinking about it. It won't matter if you don't, dear, said Mrs. Eller. Folks will love you just the same. No'm, said Bobby skeptically, replying to her first statement, and retiring under a tree to puzzle over the matter and consume the rest of the apple. The other children were playing their games, and Mr. and Mrs. Eller soon went into the house. Bobby decided that the lady, Richard's mother's, didn't know the importance of a birthday, whereas nothing could be more important. Birthdays brought little boys all the things they had always wanted, like glassies and baseball bats and little pigs. He knew he wanted the glassies and the bat, and wasn't quite sure that he might want the pigs to help buy an education when he grew to be as tall as Richard's father, who said he wished that he had one. If he had really lost his birthdays himself, he might find it as he did the spoon which he lost in the yard one day. The soup tendant made him hunt and hunt for it till he couldn't see for the water in his eyes. And then suddenly he stepped on it when he wasn't thinking about it and bent it all twisty-like. What if he should step on his birthdays and bend it just as he had the spoon? Oh, he must be very careful where he stepped. Didn't the man who lets you play with the puppy say he would find his birthdays sometime when he was walking along and not thinking about it? He wanted very much to find his birthdays, so he must be up and about it. He would start at once. He might find it before night, and would show that Richard that he did know where to find his birthdays. He knew that he could walk ever so far, but was not so sure that he could keep from thinking about what he was looking for. It was worth trying anyway. If only he might step on his birthdays. He must be careful, though, not to step on it with all his weight and bend it as he did the spoon. It might be harder to straighten it out. He rose and started for the road. The other children were too busy with their playing to notice him. Stepping lightly, with eyes fixed on the ground, Bobby trudged out through the yard into the road. So he started out on his strange quest. End of chapter 2